Hello, Longview Point. If you will, go ahead and take your Bibles and turn to Ephesians chapter 6. We are going to finish our study of the book of Ephesians and of the armor of God tonight. I'm so glad that we get to do this together. Before we dive into Ephesians chapter 6, I just want to start with a quote tonight that I read as I was studying for this sermon. and It's from Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones, the British pastor and theologian, who said that the ultimate test of the Christian life is the amount of time we give to prayer. And so with that in mind tonight, I want us to go back to the scripture. I want to read through the armor of God that we've already covered and and finish this chapter out, but I want to focus on our lives being strengthened by prayer. Strengthened by prayer. This is what it says in Ephesians chapter 6, starting in verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand firm, stand therefore." having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And this is where we're going to focus tonight. Praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints and also for me, that words may be given to me and opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak, so that you may also, so that, so that you also may know how I am and what I'm doing. Tychicus, the beloved brother and faithful minister in the Lord will tell you everything. I have sent him to you for this very purpose, that you may know how we are and that he may encourage your hearts. Peace be to the brothers in love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be with all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with love incorruptible. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the opportunity to pray, uh, Lord, just to be able to talk to you. Lord, I pray that even as this goes out uh, into the digital world, that you will use it for your kingdom and that you will draw us near to you and that we will uh, just count it as a great privilege to be able to come before your throne and uh, just to be able to talk to you, our God and our King. And it's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Tonight I want us to look at four C's to strengthen our prayer lives. And as you look through it, you'll notice that there was a word that kept coming up here in Ephesians chapter 6 verses 18 through 20. And that word is a small word, but it's so important because that word is all. And there was four alls here that we can break it down into four C's to help us in our prayer life so that our prayer lives will be strengthened. The first prayer that we want to do is to be praying continuously Pray continuously. As you look at verse 18, it says, praying at all times in the Spirit. We think about that verse in in the Thessalonians where it talks about praying without ceasing here. We want to be praying at all times. 
as we tie this back into the armor of God, we, we realize that Paul doesn't give a specific piece of armor here for prayer. Instead, prayer is more, in, in essence, the thread that goes throughout the entire part of the armor. It goes through the whole armor. We can't just put this armor of God on and just relax and think that the battle has been won. We've defeated the enemy. But we need to go to the Lord for our strength. He's the one that binds all the armor together that is our strength and our protection. So we want to cover, the, go into the battle with just a mindset of constant prayer, of continuous prayer. Isn't it such a great encouragement that there is no time or place that we, can, that we can't pray? There's no time or place that is off limits for us to pray. Let me put it that way. Everywhere you go, you have the opportunity to go before the throne of our God and our King. Every time of the day, whether you're getting up early, you can pray. Whether you're staying up late, you can pray. Or any time in between, you get the opportunity, we get the opportunity as children of God to go before Him and to lay our burdens down at His feet, to go before Him and to praise Him for an amazing God that He is and to to lift up praises to Him. We can do it in crowds of people or we can do it alone in our homes or in a tree stand or by a lake or wherever it is that we go, whatever it is that we're doing, we have the opportunity and the privilege to pray. We get to pray at all times. Also, as you're looking at praying at all times in the Spirit, realize that there is not a certain formula to how you have to pray or, or a certain amount of words you have to say. We don't want to just babble on in our prayers because we think that we'll be heard by the, the many words that we have to say or the, this great righteous attitude that we seem to present as we pray, the deepening of the voice. But yet, when we pray, realize that it's all about communion with God. It's about getting to have the relationship with your Heavenly Father, which I think is the greatest privilege of us as believers. The the, the culmination of, of what it means to be in Christ is that we are children of the living God. And so we get to come and just get to sit with Him and talk to Him and hear from Him as well. This is not some difficult task. You know, we talked about that a little bit with reading our Bibles last week. This is not a difficult task, but this is a joy that we get to to talk to our Heavenly Father. That we should look forward to that every time we come into His presence. Have you ever had one of those times where you were sitting down with someone and and maybe it was for a cup of coffee, maybe it was, um, you know, over a meal and you sit down and it just it feels like you've been sitting there for 10 minutes. You've been talking great conversation and you look at the clock and all of a sudden it's been two hours, not 10 minutes. You know, that should be the way that we have our prayer lives with our Heavenly Father as well. That there's such joy when we come into his presence that even though it feels like we're just praying for just a little while, we've actually been praying for much longer than that. We leave that time just wanting more of it, wanting to be back into that just simple communion with him. There's one more clarification I think we need to make as, as we look into this praying at all times in the spirit. 
people have kind of taken that and, and talk about prayers in the Spirit and call it a praying in tongues, but that's not what the Scripture is talking about. There's nothing in this context that points towards a praying in tongues. This is a praying to the Father by the Son through the Holy Spirit. You see, our prayers are Trinitarian. They, are, they, they go in line with the Trinity. We get to pray to God, our Heavenly Father, through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, our Son, and by the power of the Holy Spirit. So to pray in the Spirit is not speaking in tongues. It's actually to pray with the character and the will of God. So I think about like Psalms 37 verse 4 that says, Delight yourself in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart. So our life, our prayer life lines up with who God is. And our goal is not to get our will done in heaven. Instead, when we pray, our, our goal is for God's will to be done here on earth. That, that he will be moving, that he will be uh, transcending the, the circumstances, the situations. Like he is over all those things. And so we want his will to be done because we know it's good and it's perfect. And so we get to pray and have communion with him, our Heavenly Father. So my first challenge for every single one of us is to be praying continuously. That's not like the, the Pharisees who would stand on the street corner and stand there to look righteous and would pray. But it's a, a constant state of prayer. It is a, a keeping in mind of what God, that God's presence is here with us. But not only do we want to pray continuously, the, the second all here is to pray categorically. Pray categorically. This is what it says. We are to pray with all prayer and supplication. All right, look at verse 18. Praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. Okay? So there's two little words there, prayer and supplication. There's two types of categories. So he's telling us, look, yes, we, we're to go to him and ask for things. That's what supplication is. Supplication is to, to bring like an urgent need to God, right? To, to go on behalf of, of others, to go and ask for things from God. That's what supplication is. That's a big word for, for making an urgent request. But he tells us before that, all prayer, all prayer. Our prayers should be filled with worship and praise and thanksgiving and confession and intercession and requests. All those types of prayers should be like marking our prayer life. That it's, it's not just going to God like he's some limitless genie that we get to come to when we need something, rub the lamp, and then he comes out and he uh, you know, grants our wish and then he goes back into the, the, the lamp there and we don't bring him back out again until the next time we need him. No, God is always present. And as we are living our life, we should be coming to him for all of our prayers. How do we do that? And this, this ties into the praying continuously too, because think, think of it this way. When you see something good and beautiful in the world, stop, praise God for it. Thank him for that. If you see something evil and troubling, maybe you're watching the evening news and, and you realize that there's so much injustice and, and evil in this world, Ask God for justice and to intercede in those situations. Maybe you're seeing someone in pain and in suffering. Ask God to bring peace and healing there. If you think of a blessing in your life, thank God for it. One of my favorite times of the day is at the end of the day when I'm about to, to go to bed and 
uh, I go through to each of my children's room and they're laying there, they're asleep. They've been asleep for a couple of hours at that point, hopefully. But as I go and, and fix the, the covers for them each night, I think about how grateful I am that the Lord has blessed me with them. And so I thank him for the blessings of each of my children. What blessings in your life do you think about all the time, but forget to thank God for those blessings? So when you see a blessing in your life, thank God for it. And lastly, if you fall under conviction, if there's a sin that you know of that comes to your mind, then do like 1 John says and confess it to him. You see, our prayers are marked by all these different things. If we're praying through the different categories, we're praying, we're going to worship him, we're going to thank him for things, we're going to um, confess our sins to him, and we're going to ask for intercession. We're going to pray on behalf of others as we see that too. And so make sure that as we pray, we pray continuously, we pray categorically, but we also want to pray constantly. Pray constantly. It continues on there in verse 18, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication to that end, keep alert with all perseverance, all perseverance to, to keep alert there is to stay awake and be on guard. We just finished the Easter season. Uh, Think about that. It's the same terminology there that Jesus is asking the disciples to stay awake when he's in the Garden of Gethsemane. He's asking them to be alert at that time, to be on guard and to be praying. He wants them to be um, focused on what's going on around them, right? And that's what the, the Paul is telling us here as well, that we need to be alert of what is going on around us spiritually We don't need to be asleep. We don't need to be relaxed. We don't need to be um, thinking that everything is great. So many times we we get so comfortable in our lives that we forget to to intercede, that we forget to talk to God about what's important and and the things that are going on in our life. H.B. Charles even says this, Prayer is arguably the most objective measurement of our dependence on God. The things you pray about are the things you trust God to handle. The things you neglect to pray about are the things you trust you can handle on your own. We have so many of our physical needs met, we often forget to pray and ask God to help with spiritual needs that we see in our world. We need to be alert. You know, the more that we are in prayer, the more alert we're going to be to the spiritual needs around us. And the more alert we are to the spiritual needs we have around us, the more we're going to spend time in prayer. And so we want to be in this constant, persevering prayer. I think about George Mueller who prayed for, he, he was the one that I talked about last week that founded the orphanages. He has an incredible testimony about prayer. He prayed for the salvation of the souls of some of his friends. And it took over time, it took to he even got to his deathbed, but yet God was faithful and each person that he prayed for Profess faith in Christ, one even coming on his deathbed. And so we want to be constant in our prayers. One of the things that really keeps us from persevering in our prayers is our constant thirst for entertainment. We 
love to be entertained. That's one of the hardest parts of what's going on. I miss sports. I miss having that on in the background, having it on in the foreground, whenever. It's always on. We long for entertainment. But think through how many seasons of shows we've been watched over the past month. Think about how many seasons on Madden or FIFA or any other video game, just the hours that we've spent in front of a video console. Or think about this quote from what John Piper said. One of the great uses of Twitter and Facebook will be to prove at the last day that prayerlessness was not from a lack of time. You want to update that, you can say the great uses of Snapchat and TikTok and YouTube would prove on the last day that prayerlessness was not from a lack of time. You see, we are constantly looking for the entertainment of this world and we're missing out on the communion and fellowship that comes with prayer with our Heavenly Father. I know that I'm guilty of that so many times Drowning out the silence that I need with Christ for the noise of the world. If we don't have a great desire to meet with the Lord in prayer, maybe it's because we are filling our minds and our hearts with the junk of this world rather than the delights of heaven. That joy that comes with getting to meet with your Creator, your Sustainer, your Lord, and your Savior. And so my challenge for all of us is to be praying constantly, to to take that time and, and set it aside, to have moments of silence and solitude to where it is just you and your King, you and your Heavenly Father. That We are taking time to pray and to get to know God more through our prayers. There's one more C. So we want to pray uh, continuously, we want to pray uh, constantly, and we want to pray categorically. But we also want to pray for the church as a whole. As we continue to read there in verse 18, we are to keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. All the saints. You see, our culture has a natural bend to individualism, but Paul here is calling us to something greater. He is calling us to think through the church body as a whole. Think about believers all over the world, those who are called our brothers and sisters in Christ. You see, even earlier in Ephesians chapter 1, he's commended the church at Ephesus for their love for all the saints. He says, look, y'all have demonstrated that. I thank God for that in you. And so, His theme throughout this book has been this reminder that we actually have more in common with believers on the other side of the world than we do with people who look like us, who sound like us, maybe even our own flesh and blood who don't know Christ here. You see, as we enter into the throne room of grace, as we we go there with prayer, we need to have a missional mindset in our prayer. 
We want to, to be thinking about people who are on the front lines, and, and we're all called to be missionaries. So let's have a missionary mindset for people here where we are and people around the world as well. Paul is asking for prayers. It goes on, uh, you pray for all the saints, verse 19, and also for me that words may be given to me and opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. You know, as you go on, he even says, look, I'm sending Tychicus to you. Tychicus. He is coming. He's going to give you a report of me. It's like, uh, you know, wants you to know what's going on in my life, how God is using me here. He's in a, Paul's in a terrible situation. He's in prison right now, chained to a Roman guard, but he's not asking for prayers of comfort for where he is, even if things, you know, the, the chains are rubbing raw, whatever he's going through. Instead, he is asking for prayers that the gospel will go forth in spite of his circumstances, that, that God will use him as a prisoner, as an ambassador in chains, and that he'll use him to expand God's kingdom, that, that he will be going in as an ambassador and that he will be bringing people into the kingdom of heaven because of his faithfulness and his boldness. He knew, Paul knew, that he was about to stand trial in front of his Jewish accusers who were, were um, going against him and in front of the infamous Nero. But yet his prayer is not for a certain um, verdict to come back. Instead, his prayer is for the gospel to go forward. That he wants to see the kingdom of God expanded. What a great privilege it is to pray for people who are serving the Lord. To get to intercede on their behalf. To get to pray for all the saints wherever they may be. You know, just within the past week, we here at Longview Point have been made aware of, of different needs here in Hernando. But we've also been made aware of needs like brothers and sister in Peru, sisters in Peru whose children are, are starving because their parents aren't able to work right now to, to meet the, the, to get the food, to earn the food. And now the church is seeking to care for them right where they are. We hear stories of missionaries in East Asia who are staying on the field where, uh, where God has placed them and they're being forced out of their home because of bug infestations have gone into their apartments and so they're in a hotel for the foreseeable future but they still want to be faithful to serve the Lord where they are. We hear of missionaries in Europe who are ministering to Muslims who live off of daily wages and can't afford anything right now because they're not allowed to work. We hear of brothers in South Asia who are being questioned by police for converting people to the gospel. You see, it is beautiful how the world is a small world and how we have brothers and sisters of Christ all around the world that we get the privilege of praying for. We may not see them. We may never meet them this side of heaven, but one day we will be gathered around the throne of our heavenly King, getting to sing praises together with people from every nation, tribe, and tongue and getting to, to worship the Lord and know that we prayed 
for them. Take this time too to pray for those who are local. You see, as, as a follower of Christ, we never lack for things to pray about when we're praying for other people. Pray for Longview Point, that we will continue to be faithful to what God has given us, that He's blessed us in so many ways, and pray that we will be faithful with what He's blessed us with, and that we will continue to be His witness here. Pray for other churches in DeSoto County to shine the light of the gospel where they are. Let revival start here with us. Pray for churches across Mississippi and all the United States that we'll wake up, that we will be alert, that we will pray, and that, that we will take off the cultural Christianity and understand the urgency of the gospel that people need to hear of the one who can save. You see, we, like Paul, are all ambassadors. Paul called himself an ambassador in chains. That is who we are. We are all ambassadors with a purpose to bring the message of Christ to everyone we come in contact with. And so let's pray for each other as ambassadors that we have this full armor of Christ on and that we'll be faithful to serve Him and to lift others up as well. Don't ever take for granted the fact that we get access to the throne of the heavenly king. For some of you watching this right now, you may not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You may not know God as your heavenly father. You may not realize that you have been uh, lost in your sin, that we all were at one point, that we fell short, that we chose to rebel against God. But Jesus has made a way for us to have access to the Father. And he did that by dying on the cross for our sins, conquering the grave, and raising again. And now you can turn to him as your Lord and Savior, realizing that you are a sinner in need of a Savior, and he is the way, the truth, and the life. And so if you're watching this and you've never done that, I pray that that, is your heart today that you will make that decision to follow after Jesus. But for those of us who are walking with Christ, my challenge for you is to be diligent to pray without ceasing. And when you pray, think about the spiritual needs of others. Lift up other people, other believers who are faithfully serving the Lord right where you are and around the world. Normally, I like to give questions for families to discuss after we finish talking about our subject for the night. But to, tonight, I want to do something a little bit different. So many times we talk about prayer, but we don't actually spend time actually praying. And so tonight, instead of asking a bunch of questions, I want to ask you to take this time either in your families or if you're watching this individually by yourself and just take this time to actually pray. Take time to pray for people that are serving the Lord around you here in DeSoto County and wherever you may be watching from. Or also take time to pray for other believers who are on the other side of the world. The missionaries maybe that we talked about already. But taking time to, to be praying uh, and doing it for other people besides ourselves. Thinking in, in a much larger concept of what prayer is. And also thinking about the privilege that it is to pray for others on their behalf 
interceding for them. So it may be that you are thinking about someone going through the adoption and foster care process here locally. It may be uh, that you think of people who are struggling with their marriages or, uh, or a child who needs to uh, profess faith in Christ. Uh, so be praying for those kind of things, but also be praying for the missionaries who are um, on the front lines and other places or natural uh, pastors and, and churches and places that you have been. But our challenge tonight is to be praying for brothers and sisters across the street and around the world. Let's pray now. Father God, we thank you so much for the opportunity that we have to pray. Uh, what a privilege it is, Lord, that, that we get to come before your throne, that we get to bow before you, that we get to, to just know you more, that you've given us this privilege to communicate with you, our King and our Lord. So, Father, I just pray uh, that our lives will be marked by prayer, that, that we will long to be in your presence always, that the things of this world will fade away, but that our focus will be on you and your heavenly kingdom and that we will stand alert, longing to meet with you anytime, any place, because you alone are worthy of our lives and what it is, what a privilege it is to be able to come into your presence. And it's in your holy name we pray. Amen.